This is the Monday, December 13th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight. So settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or more with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Another Monday night with Tyler Fulgham and Aaron Dolan. That means Monday night football will be flat broken down. We'll dabble in the NBA as well with Steph trying to break a hallowed record in the uh, annals of NBA history. But of course, we got to start with a Monday night matchup. Should be a really good one too. Important NFC West battle, Aaron, between the division leading Mm -hmm. Arizona Cardinals, my LA Rams. Of course, these two teams (laughs) have met earlier in the season and Arizona went to LA and notched a 37-20 victory. That's why they have a stranglehold on the NFC West at the moment. But a Rams win would make this uh, a much more tight race down the stretch. As we sit here on on Monday morning, Cardinals at home, a two and a half point favorite, a total of 51. How are you looking at either the side or total in this game, which Vegas expects to be tight and there to be, of course, with these two offenses involved, some points put up on the board. Yeah, so while Vegas thinks this is going to be a tight game, I feel like the public has been hammering the Cardinals nonstop. I saw it at over 80% in terms of people backing them on the spread. So it's a little troublesome that the line isn't really moving. The Cardinals are 10-2 and two straight up at 9-3 and three against the spread this season, but they are 4-10 and 10 against the spread in their last 14 games as a home favorite, so keep that in mind for sure. I'm going to stay away from the spread completely. I just honestly don't really like anything about it. And as we knew, know yesterday, favorites were crushing it. The overs were also crushing it. Crushing it. And then in terms of the total for this game, the under is going 5-2-1 in the Rams' last eight games. Um, so I just – I don't really have a lean for either of those two, so I really think you should dabble into the player props for this one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think this is a super tight line. I think it's hard – to prognosticate how these two teams will interact now uh, on the football field versus how they interacted, you know, six, seven, eight weeks ago, uh, whenever that was, because there's been so much uh, change and transformation, especially Mm -hmm. on the Rams side. They've lost Robert Woods, linchpin and captain for their offense. They've added Odell Beckham Jr. uh, on offense. They've added Von Miller on defense. They've they've lost a run stuffer in Sebastian Joseph Day. For this particular game, they'll be without Daryl Henderson and Rob Havenstein. They're starting to right tackle and they're starting running back Mm -hmm. from the beginning of the season. I actually think that might benefit the Rams because Sony Michelle um, at this point, I don't know if you remember when CJ Anderson kind of came on late in the season for the Rams in 2018 when Todd Gurley was banged up and he was, he made the Rams almost a a more um, imposing run game, even though Gurley Mm -hmm. was way more explosive. Anderson was just like ripping off four five, six yards at a, at a pop because he was that short, stout bowling ball type running back. And I wonder if and, and, and that what that encouraged Sean McVay to do was to get away from 11 personnel and run more 12 personnel, add more weight, tight ends and offensive linemen to the field. And that made the Rams harder to defend um, for other teams because they turned into a power running football team rather than, you know, the flash and dash mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Matt Stafford or Jared Goff lightening up. So this game is really, really hard, even for me yeah. as a Rams fan who watches every single snap of how Sean McVay is going to play, given the personnel that he has here. So like you, here's what I would do. If you think the Cardinals are going to win, j- just lay the two and a half. 
if you think the Rams are going to win this game, just take them on the money line. Just stay away from the spread and take them on the money line. Mm-hmm. Because this, to me, is a true toss-up game. Um, I personally think the Cardinals win. I just think the Rams are still in the midst of a metamorphosis that they're not quite done with. Maybe if this game was played two or three weeks from now, I'd have more conviction in my team and perhaps it's emotional hedge. But I just think the Cardinals, right this second, are, um, a, are, are better equipped to impose their will on the Rams than vice versa. As far as the total, I mean... To me, this is you either bet the over or you, or you pass. When the Rams and the Cardinals get together, you have two of the top seven teams in terms of pace. You have a Rams team that uh, when they're on the football field, their games average the fifth most combined snaps and the sixth most combined points per game of any team in the NFL. And uh, my, my, my stance is kind of this. I'd be so angry with myself if I you know, tried to outsmart the data and the numbers and the trends and bet the under. Mm-hmm. And the game went over. If I bet the but over, I feel, it like, goes under- I feel like with the, un- the, I feel the same way as you, because yesterday I took three unders, not one of them hit. And you know, I hate totals <laughs> and you know, I hate unders and I never do that. And I, the first weekend I do, but I will say Arizona and its opponents combined to put up 51 or more points in just three games for Los Angeles was four. And I feel like you made a great point about personnel. And the one other thing I wanted to mention is the Rams did not win one game in November. And I think that we are putting a lot of hype and emphasis around them to win the Super Bowl because they had all these pieces. And maybe in this game, they're going to be able to use all the pieces in the proper way to finally get yeah. a dominant win. Yeah, because no, they're I losing think... to good teams like Green Bay. 100%. You know what I'm talking 100%. about? 100%. So. And I think you make a good point about me talking about that metamorphosis. Each week that comes and goes is more practice time for Odell mm-hmm. without Robert Woods yeah. for Von Miller to, you know, learn Sean McVay's uh, system on offense and for Von Raheem Morris is on defense. So again, I do think this is a very, very hard game to predict on side yeah. and total. I think the market is very, very tight. Like you, I would probably just yield to the prop market, which I think is easier to take advantage yeah. of. You said you had some some plays in the prop market that you like what sticks out that maybe you have more conviction than side or total. Yep. One thing I just want to mention before I get into the ones that I do like in terms of some of the props, the rushing props are actually down aside from Kyler Murray. And I'm wondering if that's because Chase Edmonds last time these two met when the Rams won, or excuse me, when the Cardinals won 37 to 20, uh, he rushed for 120 yards. He's questionable and he's actually a game time decision now. So Interesting that all the rushing yards are off the board. For me, I do like DeAndre Hopkins anytime touchdown score because it's plus 145. So the Rams have the NFL's 17th ranked pass defense. Hopkins has 11 red zone targets of the team's 51 red zone pass attempts. And you also have to keep in mind he did miss three games. So I think in this one in particular, considering James Conner, who always is scoring, he's minus 150. I wouldn't want to take that for a player prop. So I do like Hopkins anytime touchdown plus 145. Another one that I liked yesterday was Matthew Stafford over passing yards, um, or excuse me, Kyler Murray over passing yards, 265 and a half. He's averaging 267 per game, and he's hit this in five of nine games that he has played in. I know last game he only had 123 yards against the Bears, which was not great. He's coming back in that game, but I would expect a bounce back game just considering the Rams defense overall against the pass. So just something to keep in mind. Um, but again, those lines seem to move up all throughout the day on Monday. So I wouldn't be taking it at like 285 or anything like that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i on a, the other a quarterback in a passing mm-hmm. prop, and it's Matthew Stafford under uh, 280 and a half passing yards. And um, we know that Robert Woods is not there. We know Cooper Cup is a beast, and Odell uh, and Van Jefferson are the, are the uh, ancillary pieces to Cooper Cup there. But 
I think the biggest reason that this Arizona team is one of the best in the NFL right now, it's not getting talked about, is how good their defense has been, specifically their pass defense. Their pass defense has been incredible this year. They are allowing the fewest yards per pass attempt of any team in the NFC this season. It is not smart to attack the Arizona Cardinals through the air. The way to do it is on the ground. They're allowing 4.7 mm-hmm. yards per carry. That is in bottom third in the NFL. So they're amazing against the pass. They're bottom third against the rush. If Sean McVay wants to win this game, it should not be a Matthew Stafford game. Stafford should be supplementing what happens on the ground with mm-hmm. Sony Michelle. So I'm going under 280 and a half passing yards for Stafford. As you mentioned, the rushing props are not posted yet, but I have a hard time believing that the markets are going to post something that is too high for me to want to bet Sony Michelle over mm-hmm. on rushing attempts over on receptions, over on rushing plus receiving yards. Aaron, the best win of the season for the Rams, of course, is the win they had in week three against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sony Michelle ran the ball 20 times in that game, only netted 67 yards, but running the football with Sony Michelle and picking up those boring two, three, four-yard runs kept the Rams' offense on schedule and allowed uh, the Rams' defense to stay on the sideline, which means Tom Brady was on the sideline. Their 37-7 to win against Jacksonville last week Sonny Michelle ran the rock 24 times for 121 yards. That's just barely five yards, not even five yards per clip. And that was a dominating 30-point win. I implore, as a Rams fan, Sean McVay <laughs> to run Sony Michelle, even with starting center Brian Allen out and starting right tackle Rob Havenstein out. I implore him to give the ball to Sony Michelle as much as he can because that is going to maximize the probability and chances for the Rams to win this game. So whatever those rushing attempt, reception props, um, receiving yards are going to be with no Daryl Henderson to compete with. I'm going to take the overs likely on Sony Michelle there and in correlation okay. under on passing yards for my boy, Matt Stafford. Whew. That'll take care of Monday night. Monday football night again. football. <laughs> it should be a fun one. Uh, hopefully a close, exciting game. Uh, kind of like the uh, Sunday night game we saw last night between the Packers and the bears. The Packers pulled away late, but the bears at least, Made it very, very interesting. Let's pivot now to all these favorites that won. Oh, it just, it really bothers. Do you have the stat, by the way? Um, I can pull up that stat. It's actually insane because I tweeted it out this morning. Um, Favorites. Let's find it really quickly. I think I want to say the favorites were 11. Here we go. 11 and two, best of the season, 12 and one outright. Favorites of at least three and a half points are nine and oh against the spread this week, 17 and two ATS in the last two weeks. And then overs bounce back nine, three and one, best mark of the season. And they moved to 45% on the season. So we were talking about all week these unders. And here we are. Every favorite one, every over <laughs> right. hit. It was yeah. ridiculous. Well, that's what we call a good week for the public. We know public likes to back <laughs> favorites, we know public likes to back yes. overs. So the books, uh, you know, finally we can say we did it, folks. We did it. We beat the books <laughs> at least in week 14. We'll see if that trend continues with the uh, Cardinals covering as a favorite and the over going over 51 on Monday night. Um, good stuff there, Aaron, on Monday night. Of course, we have an NBA slate, and it could be an historic NBA slate because Steph Curry and the Warriors are mm-hmm. on the mic playing the Indiana Pacers uh, tonight. And obviously more people are, I think, concerned about the, uh, the whether or not Steph Curry breaks Ray Allen's all-time career three-point yes. mark more than the side in total. I'll just get that out of the way. Warriors land three on the road in Indy, total of 213. Steph Curry's three-point prop is five mm-hmm. and a half right now. He needs six to tie, seven to break. So if you're going to go over five and a half, you're thinking he's at least tying, if not breaking. 
What do you think of Steph's chances tonight in this matchup with Indiana? Are you going to play a Curry prop or are you going to pass on that? I'm going to pass on it only because I've been watching this line move all morning. It was six and a half, we moved down to five and a half. And then within a couple of seconds, that line moved up to five and a half minus 150. It was minus 130. So that line, I think, since everybody started getting the push notification to remind everybody Monday morning, <laughs> hey, Steph Curry might do it. The line was going crazy. And I was actually just like staring at it, which. I'm not a weirdo. I swear I have better things to do. Um, but for this game, I mean, the Warriors have split their last six games. And meanwhile, the Pacers are heating up three straight wins. Wizards, Knicks, Mavericks, uh, Karis Levert kind of turning things around, giving a spark to the Pacers. He's averaging 22 points in the last four games. Um, I liked Golden State minus three in this one. But then I'm thinking about it and reading about the Pacers. and like, oh, they could back this. But I think the main storyline for this game is let's watch Steph Curry. He should be able to hit five if he wants to. But at the same time, I think, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much pressure and he, he probably knows everybody's talking about it. So they're going to, the paces are going to probably try to limit him as much as possible, even as much as they possibly can. I mean, it is Steph Curry at the same time. Yeah. Some of the three pointers he puts up are insane, but I also think out of all the games that are on the board, this will be a sharp line because everybody's going to be watching it. Absolutely. Everyone's going to want a piece of it. I, I, you got to find a, those little game, those little things on different markets of the games that nobody's going to be watching to make some money tonight. Yeah, and uh, everyone's going to be watching the three-point prop. Uh, you said, of course, Indiana doesn't want it to happen in their home gym. And mm -hmm. here's the thing about the Pacers, Aaron. They allow the second lowest frequency of three of your, mm. of your field goal attempts to be three-pointers. They allow the second fewest three-point attempts per game, and they allow the second fewest three-point makes per uh, game as a team. They Their defense is designed to run you off of the three-point line. Now... Steph Curry is, you know, matchup agnostic. It doesn't matter who you put out there. Steph Curry can bomb from anywhere. He is Steph freaking Curry. So again, much like the Monday night game, I just think the analysis says this is too hard to predict. There's no edge. And you know what? As much as it pains me to say, and this is not fun, that means stay out of the market. If it is too hard, if it's like a 50-50, it's, it's a coin flip, if you don't have an edge one way or the other, like if the Indiana Pacers were allowing the second most three-point attempts and the second most makes, well then yeah, fire away on Steph Overs. Those correlate with what you want and what has been shown. But we have, a, uh, we have data that says this is directly opposite of the matchup that would promote Steph and his three-point bombing, but it is Steph Curry. So I'm just going to stay away from it. I, I, I hate to say that. I know you guys want that. If you like Steph, go bang on the over, and I'll, I'll have my fingers crossed for you. The, the numbers, the spreadsheet nerds, they'll say the under is the right play here. It's better value, and Indiana takes away the three-point shot, and they won't, they won't even watch the game. They'll wake up tomorrow and check their account and see if, they, if the spreadsheet was right or wrong. But uh, that's just sometimes you have tight markets and you're not going to find an edge here. And I'm not going to pretend like there is one uh, in that particular game with Steph Curry. So I'm passing. If I had to bet, I would just bet the under five and a half because it's better value. And that's what Indiana takes away. I am a spreadsheet nerd myself just a little bit. There are a couple of games, though, that do stand out to me. And then I'll, I'll hear from you real quick if you have any uh, other NBA takes. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Girl, I don't know if you've seen that. This is not your uh, brother's Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, after LeBron left for the <laughs> second time. They are officially a wagon yet again in the NBA, and they do it with defense and uh, some dominant play in the post. The Cavaliers have the best ATS record in the NBA. They're 21-5-2. They're covering 81% wow. of their games. Tonight, they're at home against a Miami team that was in the NBA Finals just a couple of years ago. But here's the difference now, Aaron. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, mm -hmm. Caleb Martin, Victor oh, Oladipo, Marquise it. Morris, all on the shelf.
So I am laying the five with the Cavaliers happily here. This is an undermanned and uh, short staff Miami Heat team. I'm going to lay the five with the Cavaliers. It's probably my favorite NBA bet on the slate in this one. Anything else stand out to you? Yeah, well, honestly, I'm a little disappointed with the Miami injuries. I mean, nothing they can do about that, yeah. but I had them to win it all as one of the underdogs. I'm very disappointed in that, but hopefully that turns around. Um, looking at uh, Grizzlies 76ers, so Desmond Bain, he's kind of been stepping up with John Morant out, so going with the player prop for him, over 17.5 points. Memphis is 9-7 and seven against the spread at home. Just wanted to mention that. I kind of like them to cover in this game uh, against the 76ers on the road. Um, I still feel like – with Embiid back and everything, they had a great win over the Sixers at home. Uh, I'm happy, obviously, as a fan about that. I just think that it wouldn't be surprising if they had, like, a letdown game right after that. So, sure. wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies covered on that one, but definitely going to go Desmond Bain, um, considering he's had – or he's averaging um, 16 points in the career – or, excuse me, 16 points this year. Sorry, I'm having a, a moment. And um, <laughs> more than that in uh, the last seven games that John Moran has been out. Yeah, he, he's been really, really good. Him and Dylan Brooks kind of take over the offense with Ja and Bain is one yes. of those guys that maybe not the casual NBA fan knows about out of TCU, but he's an absolute stud, an absolute baller. Uh, I like what you're putting down there. I will mention another player prop to attack. The Washington Wizards have no more centers left. They were also bad at defending the center position anyways before all the injuries to Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, and Kyle Kuzma, their bigs. They're playing Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP of the league tonight. I haven't know if you heard, but he's a pretty good center. Um, so I would play pretty much every single Nikola Jokic prop over <laughs> points, rebounds, point rebounds, assist total, uh, triple double. You can get, I believe, at plus two twenty five. That's not great value, but don't be surprised at all if uh, Jokic goes for a triple double in this game. Uh, the other game I want to point to is Mavericks and Hornets. Two sixteen and a half is the total there. The Hornets are still wildly shorthanded. I do think Terry Rozier is going to be back, but they're still without Lamelo Ball, Ish Smith, Mason Plumley, I believe, um, and a couple other bodies. Uh, and Dallas without Luka Doncic. I actually think that helps the total. The, the Hornets just like to run. That's all they can do. They play with pace and their defense is bad. And when Doncic is off the floor, I actually think the pace for Dallas increases because he's such a half-court weapon. Um, so I like the over 216.5 with Charlotte and uh, the Mavericks okay. out Luka Doncic. Even though their offense might not be as efficient, I think the pace and the volume will pick up for the Mavericks in that regard. Love it. All right. Another busy, busy Monday. <laughs> When uh, Aaron and I get together, we can talk for a little bit, mostly on my side, Aaron. I'm sorry. I like to get a little long winded, but uh, hopefully you're uh, getting used to that uh, by this point. So fun Monday night game. We'll see in Arizona with the Rams and the uh, Cardinals, a nice little NBA slate as well. Of course, most people are going to have their eye on whether or not Steph Curry can match yes. or break Ray Allen's career three point record. Um, that's it for today's uh, daily wager podcast. Aaron and I will be back alongside uh, Anita Marks on bet this evening on our Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, that show starts live at uh, 5.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 um, p.m. Pacific, and then you can stream it um, on demand on all those platforms whenever you want. It's always a fun show that we will may have some things that news breaks, of course, between now and when that show comes on pertaining to tonight's slate. So always uh, check in to see if uh, any of our picks or angles have changed uh, with developing news. But a little more than 10 minutes of the bets you need, as promised. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously, and we will chat tomorrow on the Daily Wager Podcast. 